This episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Going to the post office can be stressful at times, but luckily there's Stamps.com to make your postal service and UBS shipping a whole lot easier. No special equipment or anything. All you need is a computer and standard printer, then you'll be ready to send any letter or package anywhere you want. Once your mail is ready, simply schedule a pickup or drop-off to avoid any shipping confusion using your new rate advisor to find the best option right for you. Best of all, you'll be saving time and money without any risk. Click the link down below and use the code POD to receive a special offer that includes a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone on top of the homepage, and type in POD. That's Stamps.com, promo code POD. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. You're finally awake, and welcome to another episode of Geeks Crossing, my guys. Whoa, I am Nick. <laughs> Keith, you're next, but we're rotating around. We're rotating around. I think you should go next, huh? Fine. I am Matt. Keith, damn it, I thought I could steal your spot. I'm Keith. Nice to meet y'all. Today, we're going to be talking about something super special, because on November 11th, 2021, haha. Do you know what uh what day that is? It's the, the anniversary of Skyrim. You know? <gasps> the Elder Scroll. Is it Elder Scrolls Five? Right, Elder Scrolls Five yeah. Skyrim. Yeah. Elder Scrolls uh, Five Skyrim. Elder it's not Scrolls how many Skyrim. copies that thing has. Mm. It's not how many like variations mm. of Skyrim mm. there are. I have it on the Switch. I'm such a scumbag. Well, it's so weird to me too that there's how many Elder Scrolls games there are. But growing up, I only knew about Skyrim. Like I, I just thought that was its own kind of thing. And then it was like, oh yeah, you ever heard? You ever play Morrowind, bro? And I was like, my what? It's literally just Oblivion, Skyrim, or Elder Scrolls Online, which. That's kind of a cursed game. It had potential, but they launched it too soon. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the greatest, like, Elder Scrolls game that pop out. Arguably one of the greatest games ever. That is true. What makes um, Skyrim one of the greatest games ever? That's a very loaded claim. Because it's got so much to it. Every side quest has another side quest. It's like mm. nuts. I have a question back to kind of answer your question with a question. Haha. <laughs> what defines a video game's success? Mm. Replayability. Sales graphics, and story, I think. Okay. I don't know if sales would factor in for me. I mean, I guess, broadly speaking, for the public consciousness, yes, sales, you know, that's success. If you just play a game and you love it, I think that's, you know, fair. But I agree with the rest of that stuff, definitely. And Skyrim definitely does pack a punch with that. So I should say, we're all coming to this uh, with different levels of experience with Skyrim. You've got me, who played Skyrim for the first time last spring played it for like a month or month or two months last fall and have not picked it up since well you have myself who got the game when it first came out i beat it and then i picked it up i think three more times since then throughout the years to um do a complete run through and beat it again so i'm pretty intermediate like and then you have me who has played it since it came out honestly haven't stopped playing it played it on every difficulty and every race and every race's gender Oh my gosh. How many times have you played through Skyrim, if you had to guess? I could tell you with, there are 10 different races, and I played each gender. And I do remember that you 100% of the game, because the side quests and there's random miscellaneous quests that will always refresh. Mm-hmm. However, you can beat all the main story quests. Yeah, no, it's nuts. I'm looking up currently, 
how many hours I have. I have a total of 15 days, 23 hours, and 43 minutes on Xbox One. Well, I was going to say, that's Xbox alone, because you have it on the computer. On no, I, ha- I have it on 360, where it didn't track the time. Oh, yes. That was the big and one. And that was the big one. Oh, my gosh. If I could calculate hours on that, I would at least have, like, honestly, I would say, like, 100 days easily. 100 days straight, like, without sleep? Easily. No, no, no. It's just, like, calculated times. like how. Long oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy cow. And, like, on the Xbox One alone, if I have 15 days... Oh my gosh. Yeah, 15 days straight, you'd probably have realistically like 32. Was there a point in your life where you played it a lot, or have you just play, been playing it a lot for 10 years? Uh, no, there was like a time where I would literally just go home and play it. I have 95 hours of play time on Steam. Oh my gosh, that's nuts. Jesus Christ. Power to you, you, bro. I need help. <laughs> so what about Skyrim makes it so great? What about Skyrim makes it so you could go back and just keep playing it? I pose that to you as the master Skyrim explorer, adventurer, and Dovahkiin. Speaking of adventures, a new one has entered the chat. What's going on, guys? Oh my! Wow! My boy, Eric! You guys thought you were going to record a group episode without me? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Uh, how, How many times have you played Skyrim? What is your history? I haven't played. Me and Gan to it for a long time, but, you know, life's been keeping me busy. Yes. So we actually have, you know, ultimate fan of Nick, the intermediate of myself, the new player of Matt. Now, Eric, who has like no experience, but you will. After this, you will have to play it. This isn't much. I just looked at my Switch. I have 70 hours on it. On oh Switch. my God. <laughs> and you definitely have more than 95 hours on Steam. So 70 hours on Switch, 90 hours on Steam. It's got to be more than that on 15, Steam. I don't buy it. 15 and a half days on xbox one and i would say it's safe to assume that on 360 because i remember playing that with you on multiple multiple reruns yeah so i would say at minimum 32 days the on xbox 360 alone was over 30 days so jeez that's crazy my god yeah no i'm addicted to skyrim like you and pokemon that's me and skyrim well going back to the question at hand, though, what makes it such a good game? Yeah, why, um, what what inspires you to keep coming back? Yes, enlighten me. Because if you guys are going to keep me infested with this franchise, I need your enlightenments. Honestly, for the time of 2011, the graphics still hold up to today's time. Like, not many games could be that old and still have, like, really good graphics. Well, please, somebody do me a favor who has a computer by them. I'm on it right now. Look up how many hours of gameplay Skyrim truly has. Because there are games, you know, such as Call of Duty, that it's like, oh my god, it's the newest Call of Duty. I believe it's, what, Black Ops 2 is rated one of the best. And I think it has 11 hours of play, like, story gameplay. Depending on the leisure of the player, Skyrim can take between 30 and 500 hours. And there you have it. 500 (laughs) hours? Yep, that is a ton of fun to do it that way, but... Generally, when I did most of my run-throughs, um, like after I, beat, shit. <laughs> after I beat the game, I did like the Dark Brotherhood, Thieves Guild, um, College of Winterhold. Like I did those side quests instead of other like miscellaneous side quests. And there really are a lot of side quests. Yeah, well, no. That's the reason why this game is one of the ultimate games, is they actually put so much work and dedication into it. Was like that's one of the things we don't really talk about. Like the developer really put their heart and soul into this game and made 
so many different outcomes. And it's funny because certain outcomes, especially when you're talking to NPCs and with certain quest lines, you see where the game had to get cut because it had to get cut. You know, they had to get it out. But they had so much more quests and stories where it was really supposed to be almost like an endless game. They put in roughly 500 hours of things you can do. I mean, you can beat the game, the main one. How long did you say that was? 13 hours? 30 to... Oh, 30. Yeah, 30 to 500. So still, so even at minimum, I mean, you really can speed run the game, but 30 hours of real gameplay at like fastest is still a ton of time. And now adding in all the different things you can do and leveling up and the whole open world RPG aspect, that was amazing. Plus, what other game has been released on every single console since, you know, 360 and PlayStation 3? Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft. Yep. I think Minecraft, Minecraft yeah. is probably the only other game that can rival Skyrim into just how many places you can play it. Although, from what I understand, from what I understand, Roblox is getting there now, too. Minecraft, though, beat Skyrim because that truly is just an anything-you-want game. If you really wanted to, you could just play Skyrim in Minecraft, and then you could do any literally anything else you wanted to. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so mind-blown over the fact that you can dedicate 500 hours into this game. 500 hours comes out to be 20.8 days. 20 days straight. I mean, I don't know who's sitting down there, like, sitting down for 500 hours straight, because that is 20 days. Think about all the things you can accomplish in real life within that time frame. During my live stream on Twitch, I'll I'll do the whole 20, uh, the whole 500 hours. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. Get ready, because CryptoLock Games is going to stream Skyrim for 500 hours. Nick literally be on Twitch like, day 13, <laughs> give it up for day 13. Yes. Uh, it's so pathetic, but I know I'm going to buy the special edition, like the 10-year anniversary. They're literally updating the water graphics, and that's pretty much it and adding Everyone fishing. Everyone point and like, laugh at Nick. I don't know how to clown laugh. <laughs> but in all seriousness, since I've been meaning to get into Skyrim for a while, what's the best game you recommend for beginners? Well, Skyrim. Right. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to ask is, do I have to start with the first Skyrim, or can I just jump into any game that has... You can jump into any. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is with each release, Skyrim this uh, itself does not change. It's not like there's Skyrim 1, Skyrim 2, Skyrim 4. Each Skyrim is actually the same exact game, but the new edition that comes out is better graphics. The new edition that comes out, you know, this one's adding fishing. That's all they've kind of done. If you have a good computer to run, I'd recommend getting it on Steam because you can add mods and there are some really good mods. As I mentioned (laughs) before, the developers love this game so much where they were putting in so many different choices, 500 hours worth, that there are even some NPCs that when you talk to, it's like their quests never were finished. I guess a couple like loose ends or open ends where quests could have been put. And with that, um the mods there are some mods that add new dialogue and new quest lines and a whole bunch of things which are amazing (laughs) i will also say i am very big into harem things and i would love to expand my wife's no it wasn't supposed to be that way (laughs) your wives get your anime shit out of the good game yeah otaku (laughs) <laughs> go destroy <laughs> minecraft <laughs> wow this is skyrim not 
Never mind, I couldn't think of a funny joke in time. <laughs> It'd be yeah, like that sometimes <laughs> on this podcast. Listen here, Matt. You've watched anime too. Actually, all of you have, so ha. Yeah, we have all watched anime. I mean, you know, I've probably watched like three or four. Eric's probably watched a few. Keith's probably in the thousands by now. Yeah, we're all equal here. Yeah, you but also, you we're not a... on the same level as you, Keith. <laughs> Wait, time out. We don't Matt... fully put ourselves into the Japanese culture like you. Matt, do you have any manga right now in your house? Oh, no. <laughs> you do? Uh, here's the real question. Do you own that manga, though? It, no, it's a loan from uh, somebody I know who's a... Who is that loan from? Well, oh, no. I don't really remember. I guess I'll burn it. No, it's my death note. <laughs> I want it back. We try burying it, shredding it, and burning it. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, we just decided to give it away. Time out, Matt. Didn't you want to read the whole entire ten volumes of My Neighbor Seki? Because I got the books right here. I got the manga. Um, I'm pretty sure you're the one who bought those, but uh, I did buy them. I said, don't you want to read them though? I yeah, I, I guess I'd give it a shot. I like the anime. Yeah, no, it's so good. <laughs> uh, but uh, speaking about anime, uh, Skyrim. Uh... Don't you dare combine those two things together. Why? They go hand in hand, just like the B-movie is considered an anime. You take that back! <laughs> it is, it's an animation, so it's an anime. Skyrim, I guess, is a video game, so it's a little different. Well, we can debate on this all we want, but I got dinner waiting for me, so hope you guys enjoyed this brief cameo of me. Well, not really brief. I've been here for, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. Well, it was great having you on, Eric. Have we, have we convinced you to give Skyrim another chance? After this, I'm strongly considering it. Will but you die no 500 hours into a game, Eric? Would <laughs> oh, you? hell no. Think Come about on. Shake a poor sinner. Think about man. all the accomplishments I can make in real life with that time. <laughs> it's true. Do you, do you hear that, audience? Eric is shaming you all. How dare you play Skyrim? Wait, actually, I'm though, being legit, how many... Uh, oh, actually, I can do simple math here. Hold on. What? I get. I, hold on. I'm gonna do some math while you guys talk. Be funny <laughs> and entertaining and and lovely like you usually are. Oh shit! Math's involved. I'm definitely out of here. Anyway, thank you guys. <laughs> wow! Ouch! <laughs> Sorry to all you Skyrim lovers. See you on the next podcast. Good luck, guys. <laughs> Sorry yeah, to all you Skyrim lovers. What a nice cereal box. What yes. I love that guy. I freaking adore that guy. What are you? Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to calculate how much money I could make in 500 hours with my work day. Wow, flexing on us. <laughs> um, no, but ultimately, Skyrim, there's just endless choices. You know, you could join the Thieves Guild. You could play as a lawful good. Plus, it follows D&D rules. I talk about D&D rules and everything. It follows them perfectly. It appeals to the male fantasy. <laughs> you yes. You become a werewolf. I can become a vampire and eat sweet rolls while punching mud crabs in the river. What else would you want? Let me guess. Somebody stole your sweet roll. Do you know what that's a uh, reference to, Matt? Uh, what, Skyrim? Yeah, let me guess. Someone stole your sweet roll. Yeah. It's the, the guard says it, right? No, no but it's a reference to something else. Oh, no. It's a reference to Fallout 3 when you get your sweet roll stolen by the uh, the bully in the vaults. Oh, no kidding. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, that's pretty cool. I, I never knew that. Well, I was just going to say, I wonder, because if Skyrim's 500 hours, how many hours are in games like Fallout New Vegas, um, Fallout 3, and the other Bethesda games? Let me look I don't that know. up. But if I were to quit my job and uh, just play Skyrim for my normal work hours, for 500 hours, I would be missing out on $7,500. Wow. 
How yeah. many days? Fallout Four has about seventy-five to eighty hours. You wait. How much was that? Apparently seventy-five to eighty hours. Wow. And the time by doing all missions and earning all trophies can be reached about one hundred and forty to one hundred sixty hours. The Fallout is wow. legit interesting too. Matt, how yes. many hours a day do you work? Eight hours. Eight hours. So five hundred divided by eight is sixty-two days. Sixty-two and a half days is what it comes out to be. Oh wow! <laughs> and then if you divide that by five, because that's your week, it's a five-day work week. That would be twelve and a half weeks divided by four, so three whole months and a little more than three whole months. Just gonna call my boss real quick and take leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna be here personal for days. Months. I'm not gonna be here for the next three months. I hope you understand. <laughs> personal why, days. Why are you backpacking Europe? Are you going somewhere? What's happening? Playing Skyrim. Uh, yeah, no, I actually, you know, I'm traveling to this, this faraway region. I have some politics to take care of there. Yeah, Gonna go have, assassinate the king. My boss is like, I, I don't understand. Like, haven't you heard the dragons have returned to Skyrim? <laughs> There's not much. Like, my hands are tied. <laughs> I'm the dragon. They boy. need me. <laughs> Let's talk about if Nerve Gear ever happened. How amazing Skyrim would be. What is Nerve Gear? Oh, that's so scary. So Nerve Gear. Is an idea that came from I would say the first place I ever saw saw it was uh, Sword Art Online. Oh, were well, you going to the video game? Yeah, yeah. So essentially, it's VR, but it taps into your actual nervous system, so you feel what you feel in the game. You oh taste, wow, you taste in the game. However, how they were like that because they ta- it's tapped into your nerves. It actually can like you know kill you. No, no. It, well, yes, yes, it can, but it doesn't give you pain. Like it can tap into your nerves if you want it to give you pain. It could. But it doesn't. So, like, you can get shot, and it's like, okay, that's nothing. But you can taste bread, and you taste the bread, you know? You can drink the health potion, you feel the health potion. Super cool. I'm waiting for that day. I will literally be a test subject for that. And I'll probably die because of it, but it's okay. You died for science. It's okay. Dude, I literally died for, like, better. But We'll put on your grave. Um, Here lies Keith. Died because he wanted to be, like, Sword Eye Online. Died because I'm trying to find my... Died for his harem. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Died because now I could finally feel the touch of a woman. Oh my god! Wait, what? Oh. Uh, well, I wanted to say too. While while we're on the subject of Skyrim, we'll obviously go back to talking about Skyrim. But I do want to also bring out Fallout because November is another interesting month for Bethesda, being the uh, released months. I believe it was three years ago of Fallout seventy six, a game that Damn, has seen really? a very very interesting life. Um, from. Sucking for to glitching to being considered cool again. Now people are like playing it cautiously. Some people always said it was good. The three of us have said for since it came out pretty much that we wanted to get into it one day, and we never have. Did it actually get fixed? Because I remember it being rather poor. Well, apparently now it's like a totally different game. There's NPCs. There's like really new missions and stuff. Like the whole world is different. This is what I hate about games, like game developers. They rush their game out to get the audience like, hey, look, the game that we promised you, it's here. I'd rather a game be like, hey, just so you know, this will happen, but we're going to take our time because we want it to be great. Yeah. Instead of it being like, hey, yeah, like literally Cyberpunk, everybody wanted it to be released. They were like, all right, we'll release what we have. And everyone's (laughs) like, yo, this is garbage. Why would you give it to us? And it's like, (laughs) then why did you ask for it? Well, yeah, exactly. Everybody, everybody just cares now about getting it out by the holiday season instead of getting it out for a good game. 
Which is not what Skyrim did, because Skyrim was amazing. Yeah, there's no glitches at all in Skyrim. None. Okay. If you've never glitched your way up a mountain instead of taking the path, you've never played Skyrim. You never played this game. I was gonna say the horses and mountains in that game (laughs) are literally like a peas and carrots. (laughs) Great game though. I do really enjoy it. I should say Nick's been talking about his time playing it because he's got like a year and a half on it. But there was a time like last year where I was playing that like every night and it was a lot of fun. I Again, I barely, I, I'm pretty sure I barely even cracked the main story. I, I did a few quests. I don't even, I, maybe I was like halfway, I don't know. I just got so caught up in exploring and fighting like dungeons and doing That's, side quests. Like, you get lost in a game like that. You absolutely do. And I know Nick and I had the same first experience playing Skyrim where we didn't even go to Whiterun the first time and we just explored the wilderness and we, I th- Nick, when we first started because you and I had the same exact experience when we first got back to Whiterun to actually start the campaign and kill the dragon and really start we were already like level 15 just from exploring. Yeah. You yeah. ended up in Riften, right? Yep. I ended up in like the north, like past like Dawnstar I was like, what? But, I don't think I started the, um, my original run as a Nord. I don't think I started my main campaign until I was like 20. I was just exploring, just doing random shit. And on top of that, what makes the game so much better too is you get skill points and like perks to put into things that you want, like smithing, like, you know. Smithing is a broken way to ex- No, the most broken way is actually um, conjuring. Con- you don't really need to use conjuring unless if like, you actually want to go that route. Smithing is, like, honestly the most useful skill to, like, kind of XP run. Not for XP, because with conjuring, all you have to do is conjure a ghost sword in your hand when there's a slaughterfish nearby, which they can't get out of the water to kill you, and you level up. I think if you do that 30 times, just summon a sword, put it away, summon a sword, you'll level up a whole time. I won't lie, I did do that in one of my last run-throughs. Smart, though. I reset Conjuring, I think, six times prestiged, and I think I'm 80-something, maybe in the, the high 60s. Oh, geez, remember the Osnum Infinium glitch with the book? Yes. They took that out of the game, I think, like, not recently, but, like, it was, like, one of the last updates to come out, and I was like, really? <laughs> After it's been abused, just leave it in the game. After all these years. <laughs> Seriously. So now... With this, I, I do want to bring up two things. One is I want to hear what we all think the downside is, and then I want to go back to Matt's Fallout. But first, what do you actually think are the worst parts of Skyrim? Like, what is bad? Like, if you have to hate on the game. Uh, Matt, because you're newer, I'll allow you to uh, go first. Um, Again, the, the story, like, top-notch, great. The action's awesome. The combat's really great. I think it shows its age sometimes with... I know the graphics are pretty great. Sometimes, just with glitches and things like that, a lot of things can go wrong. That's not necessarily a Skyrim problem. It's kind of more of a Bethesda. Like, it's a running gag at this point that their games are kind of buggy. So I did encounter a lot of glitches, even on a casual run. At one point, Lydia, who was my companion, just literally disappeared. And I didn't see her for weeks. Then she came back. (laughs) Then she was just gone again. I, I think as of the last time I played, she was just gone. Yeah, like, and she and she's not dead or anything. I went back to everywhere I've been. She was just nowhere. 
It is funny. There are a lot of glitches, and one of my favorite. I mean, sometimes the glitches are good. I had a mm-hmm. book where Lydia couldn't die, and she also had <laughs> no carrying capacity, which was the oh my gosh, thing. that's awesome. Yeah. My my favorite glitch still is just looking on the mini map, and it's like, huh? Well, the place I have to go to is over there, where there's this mountain in the way. I'll, I'll just jump over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, honestly, that's the the one thing I really am not that big of a fan of is just uh, the glitches sometimes can actually harm the experience, or sometimes they make it great, like for you, Keith. Yeah. Other than that, I'm a big fan. I, I love the fast travel mechanic. I love the world building, the story, the characters, the combat. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm here for it. What about you? What are, you? what are your least favorite parts, guys? I hate the bugs in the game. There was this one time when I was doing a playthrough, and in the very opening beginning, when you're going to get your head chopped off by the Imperials, Alduin would not land on the tower, so he was just circling up above for at least 10 minutes. You know what should happen, honestly, there, is you should just get decapitated in the game ends. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that would be hilarious if they realized because their game was so buggy, and they did things like that. Like, if you got a bug that just delayed the game too long, something else completely different would happen. Like, just running codes. Like, that would actually be hilarious if all of a sudden you get get de- decapitated, and it's like, the end, Skyrim, like, the credits roll. Time survived. I mean, the lack of dialogue choices sometimes is kind of annoying and stupid. The romance aspect? Anger. Oh, yeah, no, there's, like, no romance. You just wear a necklace and it's like hey you're looking for some fork yeah that's literally it i was gonna say my my first bethesda game i ever played was fallout 4 and the romance is handled like much more seriously in that game like there's actually like many quests you can do for each potential lover and they would do things like where you can flirt and that kind of stuff the companions aren't as personally connected to you in skyrim which i guess is a little bit of a con but you know again it's so, in the news, I'm now going going to go play Fallout 4. <laughs> nice. But, you didn't know that about uh, Fallout 4? That it took, like, quests with certain characters. If you had your character for a long enough time, they grew an attachment to you? No, I didn't know about that. But if, if there's, like, a love and, like, a romance aspect... Oh, there is. There is, yeah. But, going on... Um, yeah, that was something Nick said it perfectly, though, with dialogue choices. And actually, it's funny because it does once again go into this ro- like romance aspect. It was there are certain people that are like, hello, shield brother. And then you no, don't bring this up. up. They're like, hello, brother. Hello, shield brother. And it's like, <laughs> man, you're my wife. We adopted two little orphan kids together. Like this one is your brother. <laughs> this one's eight. He killed some people like. This one's like the little flower girl. Her mom died. And you're here being like, yo, brother, what's up? Like, come on. I want They're going to think it's okay. There was the other follower uh, that's in the College of Winterhole. It's funny because it's like, I have such specific like points to pick, which really should be summed up to nothing. But the... Girl that you can get as a follower, the dark elf girl from the College of Winterhold. She always talks to you, and she's like, "Oh, keep up like the good work. Like you can maybe one day you could become the Grand Mage." Or she'll say something like, "Oh, the Archmage. Like, um, we maybe we should talk to the Archmage." Like she'll say some type of do- dialogue. And spoiler alert for people that don't know: when you finish the College of Winterhold quest, you can become the Archmage. I won't say anything more than that. And if that does happen, you know, she should kind of be like, oh, cool, you're the Archmage. But instead, when she's like, maybe we should talk to the Archmage, or she says something like that, I'm like, 
Bitch, I am the Archmage. Like, know who you're speaking to. But yeah, so dialogue choices. It's funny, though, because all I feel like all of the things that we nitpick other than certain glitches, things that ultimately we just want wanted them to expand the game, you know? Like, it's nothing within the game. It's just that we want more. I feel like this game could have been, like, a Minecraft thing. Like, they could have kept going on it. Mm. Seeing how games such as, you know, Call of Duty, um, Minecraft, Seven Days to Die, seeing how there are games that now literally get an update once every six months, and that's it. Like, honestly, even look at Warzone. It's not even, it's a Battle Royale game, and every six months or three months, they update it. It's another two gigabytes and bam, Skyrim could have actually done something like that. And I think that actually is going to be the future of RPGs. I think one RPG will actually come out and they'll do that. They'll pull a Minecraft where every three months or every six months or every year they update it. And if they do that and they make it a game that will last, you know, eight years, nine years, it will become, I think, one of the, the best games, period. I think that they've already announced uh, that that's what GTA 6 is going to be like. It's going to be like an evolving world that they're going to keep updating. That sounds amazing. I, that's that a leak, would... I think, I should say. I, I believe. I don't know if it's actually officially said by the Rockstar or if, if like it's just a leak, but no, that's what's out there right cool. now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, this is going off topic a little. Oh, not really off topic. but And I would like to do a whole video about this in the future, a whole podcast. But that's really the future of gaming right there is a game that updates instead of needing to buy a new version. Like, there's no point in having, you know doom one doom two doom three you know there's no point in having a completely new game anymore because of where we are techno uh, technologically with updates being available like mm. you, you used to have dlcs where you had to buy the dlc and it would be a big update and you get all the content which dlcs should also make a comeback i think um, dlcs you think should make a comeback they should i guess yeah i i understand i'd rather get dlc for a game than get an entirely the same exact game but with a little extra content that's true. I mean, I guess, I guess it is better to just get get it for free, you know. I, I don't like the idea of needing But I mean, it would $20. satisfy the the greedy people of wanting microtransactions in their game. Yeah. I'd rather have it just be one $20 expansion pack than being like, "Hey, if you want to go in here, buy this, or if you want this skin, buy this, if you want this follower, buy that." That's true. I mean, thankfully we don't see Skyrim doing microtransactions really. They do have that on actually we do see that on Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Uh, like really? Online. Yeah, ESO mm. has, if you want to buy certain outfits, you have to do this. If you want to play as a certain race, you have to pay this. So Elder Scrolls Online did actually do that. But going back to the, the point of the future of games, though, I think the updates that come you know, twice a year is the future of games. And going into something like VR uh, ultimately would be where the, the gaming community lies. So the fact that Skyrim has also already done that, there's definitely some hope. I mean, if you really look at it, Skyrim came out 10 years ago and it's still being played today. New versions of it are still coming out today. Yeah. So it's truly lasted 10 years with very little updates, which would have been so nice if, you know, every even if it was every couple of years, they added something new. However, do you guys think Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be a crazy game? I have high expectations for it. Which also kind of sucks because if I don't think it's great after having high expectations, I'm going to think it's the worst game ever. I think it'll probably be pretty great, and I have high hopes. I gotta be honest with you, when you just said that, 10 years of Skyrim, it hit me. Usually when we talk about, whoa, it's been 10 years since that game, we, we talk about, like, we think of 
wow, I can't believe I played that game 10 years ago. I haven't played it since, but, like, it's still kind of crazy. But Skyrim yeah. is kind of in, like, the Minecraft club where it's like, whoa, I have consistently pl- been playing this game for 10 years now. Yeah. I mean, I personally haven't played Skyrim for 10 years, but people like yeah. you two have. And that's, like, yep. crazy. That's crazy. This is not just some anniversary meaning, oh, wow, that game, I remember that from 2011. That was really big in 2011. No, this is, like, still it's a really still big game. Big. It has yeah. been for 10 years. So that's, like, kind of crazy. Yeah, this isn't your run of the mill anniversary. This is like ten years of a consistent, hard hitting game. Yeah. Again, like the only the closest comparison I can think of is Minecraft. And on top of that, mine had updates every six months for the last ten years. Yeah, yeah, it's true too. This is well, a game that, unlike other games that people are going to be like, "Oh wow, I've been playing this for so long," like Minecraft, Fortnite, Roblox, those kinds of games. Skyrim released in 2011, and then that was it. It, that, it was over. The it developers got, were like, yeah, we're not going to touch this again. And, yeah. and it's still been that big. That's nuts. Yep, it got a few DLCs here and there, which I'm pretty sure the special editions that put just added free into the game. But yeah, for the most part, which that, what was it? It was the Home and Heart DLC or the Home Fire or... Oh, Heart Fire. Heart Fire, that was it. Home and Heart or Home Fire, yes. So hard, the Heartfire DLC, that was a very good and fun DLC. Actually, thinking about it, the DLC that added Serana was amazing. Oh, the Dawn Guard? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I do like that uh, the Heartfire literally didn't really add anything to story. It was just like, hey, you want to? You ever want to build a home in uh, Skyrim? Here you go. It added more like playing like aspects that you can do. Absolutely. It didn't add a whole storyline or quest lines. It was literally like, hey, you want to have a house? You want to adopt more kids? I'm pretty sure that was where adopting kids came from, right? Yeah, I believe so. It was more like, yeah, you want a family-oriented life in Skyrim? Here you go. Which, once again, especially in action-based RPGs, you don't see that. Like, that's not a very common thing. Where, A, a whole entire DLC dedicated to building a better house and adopting children like <laughs> literally living a normal life or attempting to i was gonna say all of a sudden you go into your cellar and there's a mud crab in there that's don't really fight Dude. giant crabs on a daily basis and i thought cave crickets place. were annoying when i went downstairs and there's a cricket or something no, right. like you go downstairs and there's a mud crab like oh, not this again huh <laughs> I'll try that next time. I'm going to yell at a cricket, see if it dies. Oh, man, there's a cricket in my basement. Ah! <laughs> I will say, so I'm a very loud person, if you can't tell from this podcast. And earlier today, I'm in my living room. Nobody's home. Everybody went out shopping or has work or school or whatever. So I'm home alone, and I put on Smash Mouth. I'm yelling on the top of my, my lungs, you know, hey, now, you're an all-star. I see my puppies. I'm like, Daisy, Lily. I run over. I like, I grab them. I look at the new one. We just got a new little puppy that's four months old named Bailey. I look at her and I go, Bailey. Like, I just yell. She literally got so scared and she ran and she hit under the couch. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> I wasn't yelling at you. Is um, she a rock star? Like, yes, you know. Did she come out or did you like coax her out? No, no, she she just stood there. Uh, I don't want to scare her more by trying to pull her out. So. <laughs> but going back to the new Elder Scrolls, though, I mean, we're getting a new Elder Scrolls. At some point, we're going to get a new Fallout. We're going to get Fallout 5. And on top of everything else, we're also getting that other game, like Starfield or something. 
Is it Outer Worlds or? No, no, Outer Worlds was Obsidian. Mm. It oh, was... wait, wait, Star Citizen. No. Right? No. Starfield, Starfield. Starfield, oh, I'm not familiar with that. It's like kind of like Fallout and Skyrim, but like more sci-fi. Interesting. More like sci-fi than Fallout? <laughs> now, this is just me rambling a little. But do you, at Nick, remember Fallout 3's Mothership Zeta when that first came out? I do. That was fun. That was... I've, yeah. I haven't played in a long time. I really want to get back into Fallout 3. That was the coolest DLC ever. I remember, because I didn't own Fallout 3 at that time, or at least I didn't have that DLC. So I remember being beyond excited to go to Nick's house to sit down and watch him play this DLC. Like, it's funny because that's how I spent most of my time thinking back was watching you play, you know, Fallout 3. Do you remember going over to people's houses and, like, taking turns when you died in GTA? You would, like, like that was the rule. It was like, hey, you died. I do. You would tell people, hey, press Y to get out of yep. helicopters on their first time playing yep. the game. And they're dying. It's like, all sucks for you. Give me the controller. You did that to me so many times. You're such a dick. You'd always forget the remote. You would always forget the uh, controls. You're like, how do I uh, shoot out of a helicopter? I'm like, oh, you just press Y. Uh, good times, though. So is there anything else that you guys want to talk about for Bethesda? Uh, I guess the Fallout games. We said we'd get yeah. back to that. So again, that that was my first and well, not only anymore, but that was my first dip into Bethesda was Fallout Same 4. Here. Fallout 4. I dabbled a little bit in New Vegas in 76. I mean to play 3. But yeah, Fallout 4, I had a lot of fun on. As I've expressed in the, the duo episode between Matt and I for Fallout, you should go check that out when you get a chance. Yeah. Uh, the first time I played Fallout, was I bought it for a friend of mine. I bought him for it as a birthday gift, and he wound up liking it, and so did I. And I was like, huh, maybe I'll go get my own. And then I think for the holiday time, my mom was like, hey, we got it for you. And I was like, sweet. And that's what started me to get into Fallout. What about you, Keith? It was over at your house, and I don't remember exactly how you were like, oh, like let's play this game. But I do remember you were like, hey, you see this city? You see this nuclear bomb in the center? I'm going to blow it up. <laughs> what? So that was my first real experience. That, and then you showed me more, um, and you were playing through. And then the DLCs came out, and those were crazy, because I didn't have Fallout 3. And by the time I got my own Xbox, I believe Fallout New Vegas was just coming out, so I bought that instantly. And that was my first real Fallout game because I did have Fallout 3 and I played that just a little. However, I remember, no, the first thing you ever showed me in Fallout um, 3 was placing a grenade in someone's pocket that was sleeping. That was I wish thing. they never got rid of that mechanic. They shouldn't have. That was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> you would just be able to reverse <laughs> pickpocket someone. You put a live grenade in their pocket. You just walk away casually. That Yeah, that was probably one of the coolest things. I'm shocked that they got rid of that. I wonder if, like, if it was just someone deemed, complained. like... Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if some... But why? Why complain? Like, did somebody actually try that in real life? They were like, hey, like, look, I bought a real live grenade. Let me just go put this in someone's pocket. And, like, did it go awfully wrong? Who knows? But um, Fallout 4 was my first... Or Fallout New Vegas was my first real one. I played through that 100%. You know, I had Skyrim. I got through all... Yeah, because New Vegas came out before Skyrim. I believe the year before. It was 2010. So that was really my experience in the Fallout realm. I could play ultimately all of them. I will say with Fallout 76, when that game first came out, 
there were a few glitches as all. And my favorite was that my character, for whatever reason, had high radiation and it gave him a super jump. So in Fallout 76, I believe this happened with you, Matt, you and I both, where we were running around just jumping. And I'm when I say jumping, I was jumping four times a normal character to the point where people would come up higher levels to kill me. And I was jumping over them and just running away. It was my favorite thing. And I, I would probably, uh, if it's still in there. However, I believe they took it out. When it comes to Fallout 76... I feel like I didn't give it enough time, so I can't give it a judgment. But I do remember Keith and Matt, for some reason, had, like, the jump. Like you Yes, were that's there. what I was just talking about. It was nuts. Like, I would be like, wait, how are you guys jumping so high? Because for some reason, I didn't get it. And I was like, mm, this is no fun. I want to be a part of the jumping. But Dude, I had people report me because they were like, oh, he's hacking. Remember hacking in Red Dead Redemption? Oh my god, that was fastest I got my Xbox account banned ever. Really? <laughs> Smart Keith, way back in the day on Xbox 360, got mods that on like a little USB drive, and you plug into the Xbox. And the two mods I got was, was one was for Call of Duty World at War, best game ever, period. And um, Red Dead Redemption. So in Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, that was really all online play that I was doing at the top. At the time, so I had everything. My guy was super awesome. All the gold weapons, endless ammo, explosive rounds, this, that. Like, things that just shouldn't be in the game that were now. And one guy was being, like, a dick to me. So I was just like, hey, I'm just going to spawn kill you at, like, at all times. And I was, like, sniping him across the map. Like, I set my gun or whatever to just kill him. And he would spawn and he'd just die instantly. And it was a very fun time. I remember thinking that was the best. And he was like, I'm reporting you and freaked out at me. And then like the next day, my Xbox account was taken down. I'm like, hmm, that was one thing. And then the other thing was I remember sniping a guy in Call of Duty World at War without mods. And I hit him because he went to the same window five times. And I got a headshot every time because that up. And I just sniped. And I was using an Arista, but it had no... So I was just, like, no-scoping him because he would just go to the same exact spot. Exact. And he did that over and over. And he started spamming me, like, with messages being like, kid, you're hacking. I'm reporting you. This, that. And he freaked out. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you're the one that keeps on going to the same window. He's like, no, you're just hacking. I'm like, no, I've been playing this game since it came out. Like, I just have no life. And he was like, ha-ha, yeah, that's right. You do have no life. And I'm like, yeah, that's just what I said. And he was like, okay, cool. And I was like, you know what? I need friends. Like, you're going to be my friend now. And he was like, no, leave me alone. And I was like, but I'm lonely. Please give me friends. And I uh, kind of harassed that kid for, for a while. But it was very funny. You're my friend like, now. Yeah, it was very funny. The Uno reverse card. Like, I would make fun of myself. And he'd be like, yeah, that's right. And I'd be like, dude, I said it. Like, don't steal my joke. Oh, man. Now, this is going back to Xbox 360. Also, do you guys remember Call of Duty Lobby, the voice chat? I never played Call of Duty, so no, I don't. Oh, my God, dude. Anything you can think of was said, and anything that shouldn't have went in the same sentence was said. Hold on. Freaking voicemail on the speakerphone down here. We should be fine now, as long as it's not picking up. Well, we will end up here, I think. Yeah, it's over now, so we can go back to talking. Unless you guys have anything else you want to add about uh, before we end it. Happy 10-year anniversary to Skyrim. It is nuts that it's 10 years. And honestly, I could see them doing a 20-year anniversary. You thought we were done with it now that we're on Elder Scrolls 7 right now? Because whatever, it's been 10 years this game, so...
Who knows? Seven might be another 10, 15 years. But just think where we'll be in 2111 when they release the 100 year anniversary of Skyrim. Oh my God. <laughs> with no changes. And this my... time you can actually go into it with nerve gear. Finally out. Keep <laughs> oh, the grave. Why? Or 114 or however old you'll be in Keith. All things said, though, I really do love Skyrim a lot, and I'm I'm really upset that that horrible incident happened to me that caused me to stop playing it. You should pick it back up. I can't after that horrible incident that happened to me last November, I think it was. Load of an older save. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get over that horrible thing. Lydia dying. <laughs> no, silly. No, you know, no. The time I took an arrow to the knee. Oh, you, you got this. Yeah. You don't <laughs> get out of here. With that, I'll also say, do you know what error to, taking an error to the knee means? Because you did not take an error to the knee. No, I, it's like a military thing, right, or something? It might be military. I just know that it means getting married. Oh, okay. Settling down. Uh, can I take an arrow to the knee? Oh, that's why he says that. I used to be an adventurer, and then I got married. That makes a lot more sense than, oh, I got hit, and then I was a baby, and I quit. Well, anyway, uh, to our loyal listeners at home, what do you guys think about Skyrim? Have you ever played it? Have you ever played any Elder Scrolls games at all, or any Fallout games? Are you excited for anything else Bethesda's giving us, whether that be Starfield or a potential new Fallout down the line, or eventually, uh, you know, some kind of new Elder Scrolls game, or heck, even... uh, Skyrim released on Elon Musk's brain chip that will eventually, you know, be yes. coming out. Matt, um, <laughs> when you said Starfield, I really thought you said Garfield. And I was like, wait, Bethesda's making Garfield. Oh, yeah. You didn't hear about the Garfield RPG? You just ate I lasagna. support this. You hate Mondays and you eat lasagna. Yeah. Let me guess. Someone stole your lasagna. Sounds like my typical life, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, so, so let us know on our Discord. Uh, links in the description of this episode, as it always is. And Continue to support us wherever you're listening to us right now, whether it be on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or iHeartRadio, and tell your friends and family about us, especially the Skyrim lovers in your life. And the most important thing, the final part is, hello, Mom. Thank you for listening. Once again, I love you. (laughs) Goodbye, guys. That's a wrap. I'm going to go eat a sweet roll.